Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Mr. News, hit it. Next on the Ledger Report, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of government tyranny, we shall fear no evil because God gave us the tools, the United States Constitution. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. I also have some news to share on the president's response to domestic violent extremism, the January 6th assault on the Capitol, and the tragic deaths and destruction that occurred uh, underscored what we have long known. The rise of domestic violent extremism is a serious and growing national security threat. The Biden administration will confront this threat with the necessary resources and resolve. We are committed to developing policies and strategies based on facts, on objective and rigorous analysis, and on our respect for constitutionally protected free speech and political activities. Our initial work on DVE will broadly fall into three areas. The first is a tasking from President Biden sent to the ODNI today, requesting a comprehensive threat assessment coordinated with the FBI and DHS on domestic violent extremism. This assessment will draw on the analysis from across the government and as appropriate non-governmental organizations. The key point here is that we want fact-based analysis upon which we can shape policy. So this is really the first step in the process, and we will rely on our appropriate law enforcement and intelligence officials to provide that analysis. The second will be the building of an NSC capability to focus on countering domestic violent extremism. As a part of this, the NSC will undertake a policy review effort to determine how the government can share information better about this threat support efforts to prevent radicalization, disrupt violent and extremist networks, and more. There's important work already underway across the interagency in, in, in countering DVE, and we need to understand better its current extent and where there may be gaps to, uh, to address so we can determine the best path forward. The third will be coordinating relevant parts of the federal government to enhance and accelerate efforts to address DVE. This considered, NSC convened process will focus on addressing evolving threats, radicalization, the role of social media, opportunities to improve information sharing, operational responses, and more. Stop the tape. DVE. It sounds like some sort of disease. I guess we're all infected those who voted for Donald Trump were all infected with DVE, domestic violence extremism, because that's what they're doing, folks. This is Bajam Bajaki, or Bajam Pachaki, who was really one of the quintessential. I watched her develop 
I think she was at um, Department of Justice. Maybe it was uh, the Secretary of State's office. I can't remember. But she bounced around within the Obama administration. I remember watching her and thinking to myself, this one is slick, a little bit rough around the edges, but this one's going to be a formidable uh, force for advancing radical ideas in this country in terms of being the mouthpiece, the spokesperson for it, spokeswoman. And sure enough, uh, here she is playing the prominent role for the Biden administration. It's still difficult for us to even hear that. I know that, but we're going to have to deal with reality. Not Mitt Romney's reality, more on him in a minute. But the reality is Joe Biden has been sworn in 46th president in the United States, and I don't need social media reminding me that. Every time I Google Donald Trump, or every time I search on YouTube, Donald Trump something, I'm looking for a soundbite, right? I'm looking for something that Donald Trump said or did or whatever. I just, typical American looking around. There's a disclaimer. Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. I don't need that, Google. I don't need that, YouTube. I don't need that, social media. I don't need the frickin' disclaimer that Joe Biden has been installed, and I use that word on purpose, installed as the 46th president of the United States. We know there was election malfeasance on a wide scale, Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell and all you other Republican deniers who have no backbone because you're part of the swamp, Liz Cheney. But now they've taken hold. And so what do we do? Lie down. They want us to lie down. They want to deprogram us, Katie Couric. They want us to think like, and this is what Marxists do. This is the programming of people that occurred in the Soviet Union. And it worked for a while. And it works to some degree in North Korea. So are we going to allow that to happen? Are we going to be allowed to be labeled as a DVE? No, we need to push back. The people who attended the rally on June 6th in Washington, D.C. represent the silent majority in this country. Not the ones who stormed necessarily inside. I'm going to address this just one more time. I know what happened. I know what happened. And we know the timeline. And that is, the Capitol was being breached while President Trump was still speaking. And I've analyzed what he said over and over and over again. There was nothing in there that incited violence. In fact, he used the word peaceful. One more time. Some radicals breached the Capitol. Probably most of them had nothing to do with the MAGA movement. And then some MAGA people went in after them and said, hey, let's look around. They shouldn't have done it. Their instincts, their better instincts should have popped up. But it was confusing. And it's very confusing when you look at some of the video of the police opening up the doors and saying, come on in. An investigation? But keep it in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. These weren't the riots of 2020 during the summer. This was a singular moment with a singular group of people who made a mistake and should be held accountable. Big deal, move on. But they're using this. The radical left and the Biden administration, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are using this. They're weaponizing it 
to attack us. DVE. Is there an inoculation for DVE? Oh, they're going to come up with one. So, you know, as they say, I don't like to use this term. There's a lot to unpack from what she's saying. There's a hell of a lot to unpack. And I would start with the word extremism. I remember sometime around 2014 during the Obama administration, I was watching then-President Obama refuse to use the word terrorist. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. Remember, they, 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 they essentially wiped out the word terrorist from the vernacular from the Obama White House. I'm thinking to myself, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And it occurred to me rather quickly. If they use a broad term like extremists, then they can pack Islamic jihadists, terrorists, suicide bombers, Osama bin Laden, right along with people who disagree with them, Graham Ledger and Donald Trump and anybody else who disagrees with them. This broad term, extremism, then applies to people who want to cut somebody's head off and people who want to defend the United States Constitution. So they're lumping terrorists who want to destroy Americans if they don't capitulate with Americans who want to uphold and defend the United States Constitution. This is where all of this emanates from. And so now you have the good lieutenant, Joe Biden, who is probably has the brain power of about maybe one one hundredth of a percent of Barack Obama. Now, duly executing not only the verbiage, but the reason for changing the verbiage. Barack Obama laid this foundation, and now Joe Biden is is building this anti-constitutional brick house on it. And it's all aimed at us. It's all aimed at silencing us, we the people. They don't want unity. They want conformity. They want us to fall in line behind whatever Pajam Pashaki has to say. And what a breath of fresh air the media are saying. <laughs> what a breath of fresh Sure, it's a breath of fresh air for them. Because they're radicals too. They're part of the propaganda wing of the modern Democrat Party. What happened on January 6th was an isolated event. It's not a movement to take over capitals, and this was a joke on Inauguration Day and all this massive security all over the country. Nothing happened. Nothing was going to happen. We don't work this way. We work within the confines of the law in the United States Constitution. But Pajam Pajaki is now outlining what they're going to do, so we have to be ready. We have to listen to what they're saying because one of the Achilles' heels of radicals is they they telegraph their moves. They tell you exactly what they are going to do. And so what are they going to do here? Well, they're going to first start off with an analysis. She's it's an analysis. And you know, it's a predetermined analysis. They have the analysis already written up and they're just going to wait a couple of minutes. This is just like Obamacare. They had Obamacare all ready to go and they said, well, we're going to have a hearings and we're going to talk about it. Nonsense. Nonsense. They have 
their roadmap, they have their plan. And their plan is to attack free speech and freedom of assembly. And if you don't believe me, just look at what has transpired in the last nine months, ten months in this country, especially in blue states like California. Freedom of assembly has been eliminated by the Marxist dictator, governor, who's about to be recalled, Gavin Newsom. Freedom of assembly in New York, the Empire State, also crushed by a Marxist dictator governor who should be impeached. Instead, they're talking about him running for president. Oh, brother. Fredo Cuomo. Freedom of assembly crushed in Illinois. On and on and on in these... And in some red states, unfortunately. Freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, crushed. Just by the simple edict of wearing a mask. When you are in the line at the grocery store and the poor checker who's been wearing that damn mask for eight hours, it's loaded with germs and bacteria. Loaded with germs and bacteria. And I try and tell these young kids, talk to your union. Tell them to get you the hell out from behind that mask. It's killing you. But you can't hear them. Would you like to What? That's your free speech being muzzled by the mask mandates in these various states in the first 100 days of the Biden administration. Based on what, uh, President Biden? What, are you ba- what science are you basing the 100-day mask mandate? What time is it? Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and, and freedom to travel, by the way. It, it is implied in the United States Constitution, but it is inherent in our liberty to be able to travel. And so when you have these Marxist governors like Newsom saying, we're not allowing travel outside of your city, outside of your county, you're not allowed to travel from northern to southern California, southern to northern California, that is a wholesale fundamental attack on the United States Constitution and our liberty. He doesn't care. The media don't care. So they're going to assess this is a classic Marxist move. They already have the plan laid out, a la Obamacare, yet they're going to spend a little time, a little showtime, assessing the situation. Uh, and then they're going to counter. They're going to figure out ways to counter us, the DVEs of the word, the world of the United States. DVE. We're the DVEs. Maybe it's the new movement. We're the DVEs. Domestic violent extremisms. There's no violence in our movement. We may be, I'm an extremist. I extremely love the Constitution. Hell yeah. So I'm a domestic extremist. I'm a DE. Domestic extremist loving the United States. I extremely love the Constitution. And I extremely want to defend the United States Constitution. But they're going to disrupt our networks. What are our networks? Well, this is one. This is why I ask you, please share this podcast. And please send me your email. If you go to GrahamLedger.com, we've got to stick together, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to keep the communication lines open. When they shut down Parler, what is our recourse? Now it looks like MeWe is folding. Gab, I'm having difficulty even using Gab. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to use Rumble. Rumble has a lot of bugs. Parlor will be back. I have not gotten rid of my social media. I'm not going to buckle. Don't tell me to get rid of my Facebook and my Twitter. I believe in what Christ said. Go to the sinners. I'm going to stay on there. Plus, I have a large, and, and YouTube too. As much as I will criticize them, and I don't care if they put me in jail, I'm going to speak out, but I'm also going to try and retain the audience as much as possible while migrating to the new sources. Rumble, get your act together. Just set it up like YouTube and forget all this Rumble stuff. Just set it up. Just copy YouTube's uh, system of operating. I mean, it's just, it's messy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be critical, but Rumble is messy. There's a lot of little things about it. I don't want to go into it. All right, so they're going to disrupt our networks, and that is, well, if the Republican Party had a backbone, they would probably start there, but they don't have to worry about the Republican Party, do they? They have to worry about Tea Party patriots. They have to worry about those of us who speak up on behalf of the United States Constitution and speak out against Marxist leaders in this country. They have to worry about these individual networks that we set up. Groups on Facebook will be shut down. So we have to keep the communication lines open as much as possible. So please go to GrahamLedger.com, sign up for the podcast, and that way we bypass all these people. Because I will put this podcast on all the audio options, iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and the rest of them. And the video portion, which is very popular, will remain on YouTube as long as they'll let me, but I'll also put it on Rumble. And if there's other avenues out there, fine. And then they will address, they'll, they'll execute effectively is what she says, the final phase. And that is go to social media and the social media police and start taking down our communication. So we have to be ready. And yeah, we need to use these alternative sources. Parler, par, hopefully Parler will get its material back that was stolen by Amazon. Do you believe this? Amazon holding Parler's content hostage this is unbelievable i hope parlor can sue amazon into oblivion and bezos becomes the poorest man on the planet this is disgusting but there's got to be some relief for parlor and, and these other entities that are trying to allow us to have free speech and communicate and it's a process it's going to take a long time for us to rebuild our connections because we relied on Twitter and Facebook all these years. But we can do it. I firmly believe we can do it. So this is where they're taking us. The DVE attack. And you can remove the V. There's no violent extremism. There's domestic extremism, extreme love for the United States Constitution and liberty and freedom. Yeah, we're guilty. We're DEs. So they're taking us down this path, attacking us. So what do we do about it? Where is our fundamental relief? Well, in the end, we can fear not. We cannot fear, though, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death because God gave us the tools to fix this. It is called the United States Constitution. And in the United States Constitution, it gives us the freedom, the liberty, the latitude, and the roadmap 
to address this fundamental attack on our God-given liberty, which is protected in the United States Constitution. But we have to come up with a plan to execute this attempt to put this republic back on the constitutional rails. But it can be done. Joining me now is the senior editor at The Blaze and host of Conservative Review podcast, Daniel Horowitz. Daniel, you're also my friend and my brother in our effort to try and protect liberty and to put this country back on its constitutional rails. It's a difficult task. But you have written recently about what you're calling sanctuaries for liberty or sanctuaries for the Constitution or sanctuaries for freedom, uh, maybe even within blue states. And what I have been talking about is a second declaration of independence based on Article 5 of the Constitution, which I hope we can trigger and, and trigger a convention of the states. I say, why wait? We need these red states that have decided to participate in the convention of the states and the states who are thinking about participating in a convention of the states and counties within California, for example, that happen to adhere to the Constitution. We need to coalesce. We need to do what the Democrats do. Do you agree with that? Look, that is the key. And it's great to be back with you. It's good to see your little bunker there. Um, Graham, this is where it's at. If the left was able to create a sanctuary movement for foreign national MS-13 uh, previously deported sex offender illegal aliens, then by golly, in our areas where we have control, um, and what I mean by that is where there's a majority of people who voted for Trump, we should be able to have them as sanctuaries for the First Amendment, sanctuaries for the Second Amendment, sanctuaries from COVID fascism, sanctuaries from Antifa and BLM, uh, anarchy, where we actually have ordered liberty. You know, Madison prepared for this nightmare. We have a nightmare scenario where basically there's an oligarchy between government, media, institutions, um, culture, everything coalescing to crush us in this immoral, sadistic, two-tiered justice system. That's what we're up against. And we have an oligarchy of Republicans and Democrats, and they're the same thing. And we keep throwing in our efforts into this dumpster fire. Um, you know, well, do Democrats, are they going to have a 97-3 majority in the U.S. Senate or a 95-5? That's really where, where it is. It's not 50-50. Um, you know, and then there's the president where we're obsessed with that. And, you know, even if Trump were more like consistently principled and he, you know, he tried a lot with what he had, but even if you had the best man you could ever imagine, pick your favorite conservative figure, pick Dan Bongino, Pick me or you or Louis Gomez, whoever. It doesn't matter. We've learned it's irremediably broken. They control every agency of every department. Um, you can't do it. But here's the good news. Trump won 83% of the counties. I think we forget that. He won about you know half the states, many of them by significant margin. 83% of the counties, many of them by significant margins. If you look at the things that even legally are under the auspices of those counties. So much of what Biden wants to do could be thwarted at that level. You're in a blue area, I can't help you. But right now we have 50 state, 3,300 county tyranny. We don't have any place to go. If we only had a couple of states, a couple of areas where we could recreate the constitution, you know, now is the time to do that. I'll leave you with one thought, Graham. We saw this for the worst where counties and states are suddenly God 
when it comes to controlling our lives with COVID fascism, the most widespread, severe um, abrogation of the Bill of Rights since the founding of this country. But the good news is that could work, bo- work both ways. People are now acculturated to local governments having a lot of control. Mm. Why can't we do that the other way and simply have red counties that say, look, the sheriff, the county commission, the prosecutor say, um, we're not doing constitutional violations here. That doesn't occur. We are a constitutional sanctuary. And you know, I don't think the feds are at the point yet where they're going to send in troops and start shooting at sheriff's deputies. Maybe by the end of the year, we will be there. But that's where the fight needs to be. And I think you're dead on target. And, and when you look at a state like California, for example, a lot of people want to give up on California. And I say, don't do that if you're in Texas or Florida, because California is a cancer. And the cancer is going to spread and you need to contain the cancer in California. So you need to support efforts. For example, the recall of the Marxist governor, Gavin Newsom, Texas needs to support that Florida. But there are 58 counties in California and not all of them are blue. Many of them are red. And so my suggestion for California is to try and devolve you, the California Constitution, to try and devolve power from Sacramento to the county level. And I think that's a way you can fix California. But I don't want to get into that right now. We have many areas to focus on. Um, The three branches of government, all three need to be overhauled. I'm not a fan, for example, in the Article 2 branch, Daniel of uh, executive orders. I think they ought to be banned by the Constitution. I, you know, maybe you could have a, an, or at very least a sunset on these executive orders of just a few days or something like that. Obviously, the Article I branch is out of control and we're seeing exhibited by uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, and Chuck Schumer and their hyper-constitutional activities. And the third branch of government you've written about ad nauseum, and that is completely uh, out of control. And that, by the way, is the fundamental duty of the Article One branch to police the Article Three branch. But they're they're falling down. In the end, Daniel, this is about education. And if the American people don't know their constitution and don't know that the fourth branch of government, the swamp is out of control and also needs to be addressed. And I think we can do that through an Article 5 Convention of the States as well and through term limits for federal workers, for example. Why do you have to be at the FBI for 30 years? How about five years and get the hell back to local law enforcement? But the bottom line is, in the end, it comes down to education and educating the uneducated. It's so much easier to take away fundamental constitutional rights from people who don't know they have them. Would you agree with that? You know, I agree and disagree. I'm, I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Of course, what you're saying is obvious, but I'm saying we don't have time to work on long-term projects in education. I'm not saying we should stop. We need. We have an emergency. We have the rise of, uh, and I will call it that, a fourth Reich. Yeah. When you look at what they're doing with the military junta, you look at the wide net being cast by the FBI and Patriots. I have a friend who is an anti-lockdown activist in Michigan. He got a call from the FBI. He wasn't even in Washington. Um, this is a big problem. You look at the COVID fascism. When I have single mom business owners this close to being thrown in jail, we need an immediate, immediate solution. This has got to stop. So what I'm proposing is forget about the people that are uneducated. I'm saying 75 million people voted for Trump. There are counties and states that they're very saturated in where you have 70% easily, sometimes more, of the people who voted that way. 
My problem is even there, we don't have anything. We don't have a voice because the Republican Party is garbage and has disenfranchised us. I agree with you. There's parts of California that are theoretically salvageable. But Graham, what keeps me up at night is that you'll have 80-20 counties in North Dakota, in Ohio, within a red state that have a Republican county officials, Republican governors, and still they have the same lockdown and mask child abuse on the kids. That's my problem. We're not even winning where the people seem to agree with us. So that's because we don't have the outlet. We're not putting pressure. We have a phony conservative movement full of grifters. We're all focused on the wrong things. And we're, you know, anyone who's going to say, let's look at the 2024 presidential election. We'll be dead by then. Yep. Um, I don't want to hear, is Ron DeSantis running for president in 2024? I want to hear how we get a Ron DeSantis as school board member, as county commissioner, as sheriff in every red county. Look, you're right. Once we have that in the red states, I think you could pick away at my state of Maryland. The western part of Maryland is conservative. The wine country in um, uh, California and parts of Southern Cal. But my point is, Graham, show me one county in a red state I could live in and not have my kids masked in school. Right. And we cannot wait. You are dead on target. We have to act now. The silent majority, if it's out there, can be silent no more. And we've got to coalesce around the United States Constitution. We've got to organize. We've got to embrace the Constitution and we have to spread the word. And so it becomes so important for us to communicate right now, Daniel. And we're being silenced. And we know that that's another Oh, we could talk for hours on that one. Right. Social media is trying to silence us. Big tech is trying to silence us. We all know this. Right. So it's crucial that we stay in touch with each other. And so if people want to tune into your podcast, uh, what's the best way for them to sign up, subscribe uh, and listen, et cetera? Sure. So I really appreciate that. It's CR podcast with Daniel Hurwitz. It's conservative review. Um, anywhere you hear podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, but in case they come after us, which they probably will, you could always go to theblaze.com and click on the podcast. They have all of our network podcasts, including my own. And again, every day I'm proposing solutions and I'm trying to figure out how do we take areas where the majority of the country already yep. agrees with us to promote liberty. Yep. And, and we got to use these alternative sources of communication, direct communication via email or on the website, like you say, like on my website. Yeah conservative review uh, website. Um, but we also have to use these new sources like Rumble. And I've complained about Rumble because it's a little bit, as my buddy Funky. says, kludgy. Uh, <laughs> we but I like it. Work out yeah. some bugs. But I know you're using Rumble. I'm using, we're trying to work around it. And, and Daniel Horowitz, uh, senior editor of The Blaze and host of Conservative Review Podcast. Thank you very much. Keep up the fight and God bless you. You as well. Great seeing you. Take Thank care. You. All right, so it can be done. We can win this war on liberty, but we've got to coalesce. We've got to rally together. We've got to pool our resources, and we've got to communicate. Because not only do we have to defeat the radicals in the modern Democrat Party, but as Daniel pointed out, we also have to defeat lunatics within the Republican Party, which is no longer the party of Reagan, it's not the party of Trump, it's a wayward lost party that's probably going to go by the way of the Whig Party because of morons like this. Roll tape. Well, I think those that raised questions about seating electors uh, raised legitimate issues, but I think uh, the, the timing of those issues being raised 
was not appropriate. Stop uh, tape. This is Mitt Romney with a mask on. <laughs> he should have five masks on so we can't hear him at all. All right. The timing of questioning the electors, Mitt Romney? When would you like us to question the electors? In 2026? <laughs> when the hell else are you supposed to question electors if not during the process after the election? That is the, in fact, it's inscribed in the Constitution, you moron. Roll tape. And I disagreed with, with them bringing them forward at the time they did, but I think they were entitled to do so. It didn't violate our Senate rules. Stop tape. Stop. This is the, it just gives me a mind-boggling headache to listen to this guy. I can't even listen anymore. I'm sorry, Mr. News. I'm done with him. Uh, we're talking about the Constitution, not Senate rules. Not Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer's rules. We're talking about the Constitution. Article 2, Section 1, which was violated repeatedly by these swing states, Mr. Romney. And there is mounds and mounds of evidence of election malfeasance. I don't care what anybody says. And we need to address that as a people. We need to address it and redress it in the United States Constitution. The framers would have never envisioned this happening. Could have never, ever thought of it happening. Couldn't have imagined it, Benjamin Franklin. But here we are. So we've got to use the Constitution to fix the election malfeasance. Donald Trump says that he's working on something. That we'll do something big. And I support President Trump. And I will be reaching out through my channels directly to President Trump, if I can, if my channels will communicate with the former president, and let him know that I am on board and I want to be a part of whatever the something big is. Because the something big has to fix the federal government. We have to continue to drain the swamp, the fourth branch of government, all three Article 1, Article 2, Article 3 branches of government need overhauls. Certain states need help. I don't know if we can do that at the federal level because we have this crazy thing called federalism. But certainly the Republican Party needs an overhaul. And the media, we know what the media are. And so if President Trump comes up with a plan to bypass the media, create his own channel of media, including social media, comes up with a plan possibly to either overhaul, bypass, and create a third party, bypass the Republican Party, I'm on board. Mr. Trump, I am on board because this system is broken, completely broken, and we need to fix it. So please go to GrahamLedger.com and you can answer the ledger register, which is, would you support Donald Trump if he and other Republican leadership form a new constitutional political party, constitutional underlined in my mind, because without the Constitution, clearly this republic um, is nothing. And when you go to GrahamLedger.com, you can also see my plan to fix California, which I believe is fixable and needs to be fixed. Otherwise, the cancer spreads throughout the country, and you don't want that happening in Texas and Florida and other red states. And uh, you can sign up, if you haven't already, for the podcast. Uh, subscribe free right there at uh, GrahamLedger.com. So I want to remind you that though we are now walking through the valley of the shadow of 
government out of control and anti-constitutional attacks on our liberty, we shall fear no evil because God gave us this wonderful document, the second greatest ever written by man called the United States Constitution. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The archives, the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I am wrong, I'm right.